and welcome to another episode of Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast. I'm here with Simon File today. And this is going to be a little different episode because Simon is going to interview me and ask me a few questions that he's curious about the way I see the world, regenerative thinking, alternative investing, and all the good news. So Simon, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me, man. I, uh, I appreciate the invite and, and the opportunity to um, sit on the other side of the chair than you're used to. Yeah, it's fun sometimes to switch those positions and being interviewed, stretching a different kind of muscle. And so we just tried to go live on all the different mediums that they are and failed miserably. So we're reverting back to making a recording, uh, super old school. So we'll publish it after the, after the effect. Um, but yeah, jump right in, man. Like I know you've prepared some questions and um, I'm curious to follow your lead. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting to sit down this morning with coffee and, uh, and think about what questions I wanted to bring up. Um, the first thing that came up was like this nervousness, you know, and I was like, oh, what am I going to ask? And, and I started, my mind started pulling me in this direction of thinking about what other people are going to think of my question. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. This is for me. Like, this is, you know, a conversation with a a dear friend and and as soon as I stepped into the curiosity of like you know what we can talk about then I had this excitement rush in and I was like whoa this is for me this is for me and you and hopefully we you know we jump into some interesting stuff that we feel passionate about and we can share and I guess the first question is is like do you deal with that before every interview for your podcast that's something that you go through that's a great question the short answer is yes um the more elaborate answer I think is if I wasn't a little nervous before every single interview, I think I wouldn't be growing, you know, in the sense that like the moment you hit this like comfort zone, we're like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm just on the, on the call with, I don't know, today I'm interviewing um, Rob Greenfeld and you know, he's, he's had a tremendous viral reach with one of it, some of his stuff. And so maybe in those moments it's normal to be really nervous, but then there's other moments when I interview people that, are, are simply epic humans with an epic impact, but maybe not as commonly known, I get as nervous because actually I'm, it's for me, like it's for me and that person, that moment, and then I share it with everyone else. And so in that sense, I feel like to make like an, an, a language distinction here, nervousness is excitement and excitement is just really a way of showing yourself that you're, you're following um, your path of growth and your path of most, most flow and most, yeah, most excitement. Yeah. I, I agree. I definitely feel like the more we step into that, the more confidence we can, we grow. And also the more trust we get for ourselves, you know, trusting that you can like deal with the unknown and the situations that you're uncomfortable. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I was feeling it and I thought I might as well start with something I'm feeling and break the ice. It's a good way to break the ice. And it's a good way also to think about anything else we're doing. If it, you know, I like to use the word strength zone at the same time as comfort zone because, yeah, leave your comfort zone is good. But if you're entirely out of your strength zone, maybe you're just kind of like, you know, making it up as you go. And that's, that's cool sometimes, but it's good to also act from a place where you actually have a skill. And so for me, the strength zone doesn't prevent me from being excited and a little nervous, though. It, it, I'm, I know I'm ready enough to do it, but then also there's this excitement of like, I'm definitely out of my comfort zone. This is being recorded. I'm going to share this depending on the episode, there's a few hundred or a few thousand people listening. And so 
um, and maybe more if you feel like sharing this episode. Yeah, yeah, or I will, definitely. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Absolutely, I'll share. So before we jump into the questions, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to give you some props. You know, we've been friends for five, six years now and grown um, to be brothers in, you know, in my heart. So yeah, dude, I wanted to just give you some mad props for the impact you're making and, and you're inspiring me and inspiring thousands of people. I remember the one day we were in Tofino strolling on the beach and it was the, it was the day that you made the decision of, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going for it. And since then, you know, I've been observing you and watching you and you haven't looked back. So I'm proud of you as a friend. And yeah, I just wanted to give you mad props for continuously. So much. That, that feels good. And yeah, I remember that day in Tofino on, on Vancouver Island. Like I had this feeling in my gut that was like, well, fuck it. If no one else is co-creating this with me, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And look how, how many people you've um, have joined your movement and, and you've included in your mission now. So yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're inspiring me and um, let's jump into it. So there's a lot going on in the world. You know, you're, you're bringing this forward every day in your work and something that really stood out to me this week was BlackRock announcing that they're going to step up their, their climate change investments, investing in sustainable and regenerative enterprises and technologies. And that's a big deal. Like BlackRock's possibly the biggest fund in the world. Um, you know, I've also had this conversation with, with Richie, our, uh, Richard Egley, managing director for Alacrity, and they have a green tech in the show. Yeah, they have a green tech um, program where they invest in small companies and te- uh, that, are, that are set around green technology. And they, they get involved in organizations and governments in Mexico, U.S., um, and he said they can't keep up with their investments because there's so much demand for green tech companies and so many um, new ideas and, and demand for investment. So it's really exciting to see like this new push forward into green technology, climate change awareness. And I guess my question on that is like, how do you feel about that? Is this, is this like a huge global shift of raising awareness, like a deep care um, and respect for the planet that's coming up or is it just more about a capitalization of the need well i think i'm going to cut right through the polarity of your question i think it's both um it's not either or because it, it rarely is either black or white or zero or one and so what i mean with that is there is definitely like a right raising awareness we can see it everywhere in the world it's the raising awareness in the most grounded terms is just like, it's fucking time. Like if you travel a bit and you see places um, that either used to not have, you know, tremendous weather ups and downs and weather swings, they have them now, like let's say Miami or some parts of California, Australia at the moment uh, on fire, just like Brazil being set on fire by political, um, you know, idiotacy or whatever that word would be. And then, on the other hand, there's, there's pollution everywhere in the world. And so no matter how rich you are, no matter how much you are at the top of the food chain, you can't really escape from that. So that awareness is rising. And so there's both the people power that's demanding it. And then there's also like the leadership that's slowly, very slowly understanding it. On the capital side of things, I also believe like it's, it's just 
going to be something that we'll see over the next decade. It's going to become more fashionate and more in fashion to do so. Um, but here's what I personally think of it. I think it's like, you know, a few years ago, and some people maybe are still there in their minds. It's like, you can change the human condition. The human condition is greed. And if given a choice, everyone's corrupt and everyone's going to opt for their own health and wealth. And I think to a degree, everyone will opt for their own health and wealth, but your own health and wealth, as you understand yourself as part of the ecosystem, also means the health and the wealth of the people around you, the environment you live in. We know this through the studies of epigenetics and people like Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's becoming more and more important to take care of the environment to then also take care of you in an interplay. And ultimately, the planet is a large uh, or as a whole. And so... I believe all of those are reasons that are kind of spiraling together and are, are going to show us more and more of those examples of people that um, out of selfish reasons and selfless reasons are going to opt in to create um, solutions around climate pollution, cleaning up the world, cleaning up plastic. That's what I see, Simon. And then I think, you know, what I've started making part of my narrative is calling it the triple bottom line. Like people often are like capitalism sucks, it just destroys the planet. And yeah, I mean, to a degree, we could find a lot of reasons and arguments why that's true. But then also capitalism is the structure in which we're currently living and innovation was possible in the first place. So instead of being against that as a system, amending it to a triple bottom line, people, planet, profit, and using capitalism to solve its own um, issues at the base, I think is, is kind of like an evolutionary step. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, think from, um, from the BlackRock uh, fund says that capital is going to push the movement much faster than government policies and organizations, which I believe, I mean, we see that in our world now, like growth through capitalism is exponential because it's all about, uh, it's all about growth really and production and demand. So if we can kind of, I think what I'm hearing you saying is the scale's kind of tipping, like we're seeing the need for our survival as a species and the survival of, you know, billions of other species, the need to really like clean up our mess, mm. you know, and that need and that energy is going to draw in capital and investments and businesses and innovation, which is really exciting. And I guess what I hear you saying about the, the triple bottom line, which I really resonate with, uh, but my, I'm curious as to, does it matter if we're aware that, we're making these decisions for the planet, for ourselves, and for our community. Like if BlackRock or Company X invests a billion dollars into a business that's regenerative or sustainable or cleaning up our oceans, does it matter if it's just for them, it's just about profit? Man, you're asking some tough questions right off the gate. I like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's acknowledge that first. Tough question. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so I think my honest answer is no, it doesn't matter. And here's why. Well, it also does matter, right? Remember, I'm a, I'm a non-dual philosopher in some way, so I yeah. always find arguments on both sides. So it does matter and it doesn't matter. Here's why it doesn't matter. It's because at the end of the day, right now, we live in a world where a lot of the things we're carrying out, businesses, decisions, daily life decisions, are still based on consciousness agreements from not just like last year or last decade, but like the last millennia, like literally based on agreements that were 
put in place after World War II or even like pension funds. That was like an idea from the 1880s, you know, like I think Bismarck was the first one who came up with that. That's a long time ago, you know, and so we're still re recreating those wheels. And so if anything edges and nudges us forward to create action that is in line with people and planet within a capitalist structure without needing to have a system revolution as a first step, I think it's a step forward. And here is why I say like, no, it doesn't matter because a lot of people are looking for this theoretical answer of what's the perfect solution to all the mess and all the problems. And then they, they end up with, there is none, we're fucked. <laughs> and, and so that's why I think it doesn't matter because we'll create repercussions on the positive and the negative sides with any action we do, even with the best research team we could find with the most, um, scientifically provable uh, background and, and making steps from there, we will still create some repercussions that are not as we foresaw them and will not only have positive influence. And so I think any action at this point where we're at is moving the needle forward a little bit. And then of course, I mean, we have to learn in real time. This is kind of how I want to put this answer of it doesn't matter relative. It also does matter that we're not just creating for profit, but we're creating for, um, yeah, a holistic world, a world that works for everyone, for the planet itself, for the animals on the planet, for the people on the planet, and then also for our cultural identities. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I think I agree with you. And I think that that's kind of an interesting era that we're in as, uh, as there's so many entrepreneurial entrepreneurs and small businesses and, and also like startup funds you know like there's a lot of investment that's coming from private firms and and private equity that are funding innovative technologies and green technologies and moving the needle and i think it's it's so cool to see like these big funds get involved um and it brings us back to like i i at least over the past 10 years really as i've personally stepped into more uh, my own awareness around uh, the environment and conscious living I've gone through this whole process of being a victim and being like, oh, why don't they do this? And why aren't they changing this? Why doesn't the government do this? You know? And I think there's, I've seen this collective victimhood. And I think we're kind of coming out of that as I'm seeing these, you know, big businesses kind of step in and investment funds step in, where it's like, we are taking matters into our own hands and capital can drive that. Like money is just energy. And we're the ones that are kind of guiding it with our with our needs and, and our demands on it. Mm. So, so this is curious, if I may jump in there, I think um, two things come up. One, yes, I think it's part of the learning that we went through like victimhood into then liberalization and like, you know, um, a form of, 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 of finding freedom individually and collectively. And so we can wait for big money makers to make all the moves. However, they'll make powerful moves. And so if they're not aligned towards the planet, that's gonna really create more resistance. And so when big players mm -hmm. like BlackRock are announcing that and are actually like following suit, it's, it's just another good step or big step forward. And as I said, like a few steps forward are not the whole marathon. Like there's, on this planet, there's a lot of work to do. This planet is perfectly as it should be, and we're waking up over this condition. However, like there's a lot of work to do, right? And, and so playfully, everyone is contributing to it. So I want everyone listening to claim their own power. And then the second thing I wanted to say 
is, and with your own power, obviously, like your own action, like your own clarity, what you want, right? Um, the second thing I wanted to say is with, with capitalism and money, it seems like the biggest issue that there is, is this need for infinite economical growth. And so I'm sure there are ways to think around that, but if that's only for profit, we will exploit this planet, which we already have and each other. And so that's why I think it's inevitable to, to create parallel values to profit or even superseding values to profit so that that growth is for the wealth of a community or the, the, the well-being of individuals. Because if that's infinitely growing and we can create money streams or transaction streams around that, we're set for a very different game. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I love that. I think I, I agree that it's, it's about value. It's about what we value and how we make that shift. And that, that kind of um, draws me into the next topic that's related, but I wanted to share a quote that you shared on your Instagram from Charles Eisenstein. And I'm gonna read it, it goes like this. If climate change has a cause that underlies all other causes, that underlies the pesticides, that underlies the fossil fuel emissions, it's our disconnection from this living world, our desacralization of this world, our diminishment of this world into something less than what it really is. So um, I, I really like that, but I would go one step further and say that, that climate change has a cause that underlies all other causes. And that is our, our disconnect from ourselves, our lack of self-worth and the diminishment of our own true nature into something less than it really is. And I think that mm. that's the paradigm shift that we need from value is, are we valuing ourselves? Are we, are we valuing ourselves and our self-worth enough to take care of ourselves in our, in our environment, our inner environment, our outer environment, and our greater community? Because I think that we're, sometimes we look too far ahead. We go, Joe has to make a big difference in this world and save the planet. But Joe's not taking care of himself. He's not eating healthy. He's not in a mindset that's regenerative. So I guess my question there is, what are, what are your thoughts in terms of our value? Yeah, I love how you brought in that, that quote. Um, so totally, I think self-worth is parallel to understanding that this planet is sacred. And so sacred for me just is a synonym to life. So life, no matter if you want to look at it through a religious point of view or a spiritual point of view or a non-denominational atheist point of view, life, life is happening. And as it's happening, it's a privilege. And if what's a privilege is a responsibility. It's an ability to respond. So as we're responding to life and ourselves being alive, um, I think a life denying or destructive attitude is not going to create anything. And so on the other side of that is, seeing the worth, seeing the, the gratitude, seeing the appreciation for the planet, the environment, and ultimately for myself. And I think this is why, well, I know that this is why uh, my purpose has been more and more to step into service for others and like, you know, create programs that develop this axis of purpose for people. And I know that this is why, why you, for example, are so called into doing what we call men's work, right? Like, like this, this kind of being of service to ourselves and the communities around us so that we have communities of self-worth and um, a word that's been thrown around a lot, but self-love, which is a form of, 
a form of discipline that goes beyond just dominating every environment and dominating the planet or dominating economy, but actually creating value that enriches your own life, the life of those you touch, and then the life of the community you live in. Absolutely. Yeah, I think through that self-love, through that, through that process of self-loving, we realize our connection to each other and to the planet we live on. Mm. And, and by doing that work of increasing our own personal value so that we can influence and add value to our communities, we will feel the connection and, and step out of this all-for-one mentality that we're living or that we're coming out of. Yeah, beautifully put. Simon, I so appreciate your time for this like short and sweet episode. I feel like we have to do another longer version of that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything else coming up right now? Uh, what would I like to leave you on? I really, you know, I really just want to touch on the, yeah, I really want to touch on the emphasis and I've, you know, I've, I watched, I've been watching your show and listening to your podcast and the win, win, win mentality or the triple bottom line um, really, really lands with me. So I just wanted to touch base on that because I feel like uh, there's kind of an order to that. There's like a, when I, when I win for myself, when I create personal victories, then I'm inspired and I trust myself and I grow my confidence so that I can um, give that so I can pour my cup into my relationships and, and then into the greater world. And I think that that's to me what the triple bottom line means. It's like we have to fill ourselves up first um, and really, and really love ourselves so we know who we are. So then we can really give our full self and that's finding our personal value. I love how you're saying that, man. It's, when you fill up your own cup, then you're actually able to give so much more. And so, so it's, it's triple bottom line doesn't mean to always overextend and try to help others. It's helping yourself to then help the next person to then help others. And it's also not like a, unless everyone's winning all the time, you're doing it wrong. It's more like a, make this part of your mantra and part of the direction you work towards and part of the value you want to see in the world. And it will start happening all around you. Yeah. Love it, man. I know we're running short on time, so thank you again. Uh, you're doing amazing things with the coaching program. I would love to continue this conversation and see how that relates, how you're guiding people on an individual level into a regenerative mindset and your self-love principles. Uh, I think we could, we could have an episode two uh, follow-up on how yeah. an individual can take responsibility uh, for the first step. Let's, let's make an episode about that. I love it. Thank you so much, Simon, for, for that first kind of reverse interview. Yeah, man. It's great hearing from you and talking to you. Uh, thanks for creating the space and much love. And that's that. Another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it, very much so, and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line, where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. 
We're raising consciousness together and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now, with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation, or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, th- guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected, because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in. Connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you, and until soon. 